So tonight we have an amazing, uh, amazing uh, messages planned for you. We're doing a, what we call a, a three by 10. So we have three speakers who are each going to be speaking for 10 minutes and they're going to kind of cap off our series on prayer. And so if you've missed any of the previous uh, sermons on prayer, we re- recommend going back to the podcast, uh, access podcast and uh, catching up on those. So tonight we have an amazing panel, really close friends and amazing people, young people who love God, who've lived it out for a long time. So we have uh, Alon, Alon stand up and wave, she's over there somewhere, Jared Blaukamp, my brother, and we have Ben Lepsch, where's Benjamin, wherever Ben's at. Um, so we, we're, we're in for a treat tonight. I'm so uh, excited. They're going to be sharing some of their testimony. So why don't I have uh, Jared come up first, and he's going to be bringing the word. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? That's what I like to hear. I'm opening my computer. Okay, great. Cool. So if you didn't catch that, Jared Blaukamp. Uh, I am Jake's younger brother. I'm the youngest of the Blaukamp boys. And uh, I'm just really honored to be here and sharing with you guys tonight. Um, so honored that I get to share like a cool testimony of what the Lord's done in my life through prayer. And um, yeah, with that being said, I have a lot to cover tonight. And if you know anything about the Blaukamp family, is that uh, time restraints are options. So I'll try to make this quick. But anyway... I'm just going to pray to start. Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Father God, for this night. Lord, thank you for what you're doing, Father, in our hearts and in the earth. Lord, I ask, Father God, that you anoint my words so I say the right thing at the right time, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so I get to just share a cool little testimony of what uh, the Lord did in my life over the course of the summer. But before that, um, the title of my message today It's called Recording is Preparation, and um, we're going to be looking through Joshua 4, 6 through 7, and 1 Samuel 17, verse 34 through 36. And the key thing that, like, the key thing from this testimony and from uh, my talk today that I would love for you guys to take hold of is remembrance. Remembering the things that the Lord has done in your life, and remembering the things that he shows you in times of prayer, and remembering even the prayers that you pray to the Lord. And um, over the course of this summer, the Lord kind of laid down my heart just to start recording the things that I pray. So like the thing that worked well for me is just to kind of open up a Google Docs and just start like typing out the prayers that I would pray to the Lord and then ask him questions and write down the things that he showed me. Or like on the YouVersion app, you know how you can make a note? Like if you highlight a verse, you can make a note, write it down in there. And it's just been, I've just been blown away by the, by the amount of times that the Lord has shown himself faithful or the Lord's shown me something because I wrote it down and I remembered it. But anyway, let's get into uh, Joshua 4. Um, this word remembrance, God, God makes a pretty big deal about it. So in Joshua 4, the, kind of the scene before this is the Israelites had just crossed the Jordan River and God did an amazing miracle. And now he gives them a specific instruction on the other side of the Jordan River to take stones and to build a monument to the Lord, to build a monument to the Lord. And God reveals why he tells them to build this monument of stones in verse six through seven. He says that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? 
Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And that word memorial in Hebrew means like a remembrance, means, means a signal for remembrance. So God wanted the Israelites to remember this thing that he did. He wanted them to remember what he'd done in their lives. And I bet the Israelites were kind of asking some of these questions of like, man, why do we have to go through all this extra work, this extra effort, like lugging around these big stones to like make this monument? Like literally the Lord like stopped up the waters so that we could walk across a river on dry ground. You think like we're going to forget that? Like, come on, like that was, that's pretty amazing. Like, why do we have to take this? But God knew that the Israelites would need a physical representation, a physical, a physical representation to remind them of the thing that he'd done in our life. And I think just like the Israelites, we sometimes need that physical reminder. We need that physical reminder to say like, man, like you've done, God, you've done such a good work in my heart and I never want to forget this. So I'm going to write it down. I'm going to keep a journal and I'm going to write down, Lord, why am I praying for this? It doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to write it down. Lord, I'm, I'm praying about this, but why did you show me this picture? Okay, I'm going to write it down. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to write it down because the Lord will prove himself faithful in that. And when we remember, we, the, God is really adamant about us remembering and there's power in remembrance. And you say, okay, so what's the power? What's, what is, uh, what happens like when we keep a prayer journal, when we record, like what are, what are the benefits? And while there's like a whole lot of benefits that I could talk like 30 minutes about, which I'm tempted to, but I won't, it's okay. Um, I'm just going to focus on one uh, tonight and it's, it's that keeping a prayer journal will help prepare you for the hard times and for times of doubt in times of opposition. And we can see this in scripture in 1 Samuel 17. And when this is the classic story of David and Goliath, you know, David hears Goliath saying some obscene things about the Lord and about his people. And David gets all fired up. You know, he's like, let me at him. Like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to like kill this guy. And he's going to come up. So he comes up to Saul and he's like, Saul, like, what are we doing? Listen to this guy. Like, send me, like, I'll go. And Saul's like, you? Like, little David? Like, no way. No way. Dude, you're a shepherd. This guy's a trained warrior. What do you think you got going on for you? But this is how David responds. He says, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So what did, what did David do when he was faced with doubt, when he was faced with opposition to what God had called him to do? He remembered. He remembered a time when the Lord had brought him through someplace. So when, what happens when we face opposition? We need to be able to remember Need call on the things. Lord, how am I going to share the gospel with my, my coworker? Lord, I don't have enough boldness. But wait, I was in prayer yesterday and you showed me that verse that says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. But wait, I remember uh, I took that step of faith 
last week and you totally had my back. Oh wait, I remember that I don't have to do it in my own strength. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in me. And this all comes through recording and writing down those things of prayer so we can remember those things. And it's so funny that we uh, started this off talking about the, the, the group up here that's for the, the abortion and making this a safe place. Because the testimony I'm going to share is actually about an initiative that some of us in the room started um, over the summer. Over the summer for about, yeah, over the course of the summer, every Tuesday, a group of us uh, from Access here would go downtown and pray outside of an abortion clinic. And it was on like kind of a busy road, but we'd stand on the sidewalk and just, and just kind of pray. And um, so, it, it was just like a no- so it was just a normal Tuesday night, and I was, it was before we were about to go downtown and pray, and I was spending time with the Lord before we were going. And I was like, I was just, just reading, reading the word, reading the word, going through Matthew 7. All of a sudden, Matthew 7, 14 caught my eye. If you can put up that next picture. Um, this is what I felt like the Lord was saying to me before we went down. It says, Jesus' way is narrow. The gate into the sheep pen of Jesus is narrow. Some, some will say that you're being intolerant by following and preaching Jesus. Some will say that you're being bigoted. Some will say you do not follow the way of Jesus, but we must follow the Holy Spirit. We cannot bow to the wiles of the enemy, the sweet-sounding flattery that ultimately brings destruction. So again, I was kind of confused, like, what does this have to do with praying? I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to write it down. I'm just going to write it down. I put it on my phone. I didn't even think about it. So then we go down to the abortion clinic, and we're standing there, and I remember I was praying. I'm kneeling on the sidewalk, and there's cars driving by, like, all behind me, and I'm sitting there praying, and I'm saying, Lord, like, do you even want us to be here? Like, we've been praying, but we're not really seeing anything happen. What, do you want us, like, should we just, like, go volunteer? Should we, like, you know, stop this? Like, are we even, like, following you? And all of a sudden, from behind, I feel something hit my hand. And I was like, what the world? I was like, I'm, like, looking around. I look around, and I pick up, and it was a Nerf bullet. Somebody had driven by behind my back. Somebody had driven by, seen us there every week, and shot a Nerf bullet out of their window and hit me in the hand. And so I look up, I look, I pick up the start bullet, and what does it say on the side? It says bigots. It says, so the other side says religious bigots. And all of a sudden, I remembered what the Lord had shown me just three hours earlier. I remembered what the, the Lord showed me. And all of a sudden, the thing that this person did to try to instill fear inside of me, it actually served as confirmation that I was walking inside of the, Lord, the Lord's will. So what may have deterred us saying, man, if it's a Nerf bullet this week, who's to say it's not a rock next week? Who's to say it's not a gun next week? You know, it might have driven fear inside of my heart. But the Holy Spirit quickened something that I had written down, something I had recorded. And now it actually served as confirmation that I, I, was, I could walk in God's will, confirmation that God was going to move in the area of abortion in our city and actually fueled my fire to go in for him more. So my last question, my, I'm going to leave you guys with this, is just, man, like, what is the Lord doing in your life? Because he's always doing something. Even if it's the smallest thing, write it down. And even when you're praying, you're praying and you hear something that seems so wild, write it down. Keep a record, date it, put the date on it because you never know 
when the Lord is going to cause you to remember it and what could, that could lead and mean for your future. So with that, I'm going to welcome up Elon to come speak. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I got, oh, a chair. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Listen, I told you guys last time when I spoke about how great it is to have a chair. Oh, my goodness. It just makes you feel so much better because then you don't feel super scary. Okay. <laughs> what up? Okay. That took up my time. Sorry. <laughs> my name is Elon, like Jared said. Um, a lot of you guys, well, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm everywhere around here. You see me a lot. Um, that picture up there, I'm from Texas. I talk about that a lot. But that picture up there um, is from a very interest, interesting uh, point in my life. I was at my house at, during Hurricane Harvey. And usually when you're in a hurricane, the only thing you can do is either watch the news or go sit outside and watch the whole world get a bunch of rain. So my neighbor across the street thought it was a good idea to get his raft out with his child and uh, start rowing down the road. So uh, that's why that's up there. Um, if you ever want to see what a hurricane looks like in Texas, I mean, yeah, there you go. I mean, it doesn't get any weirder than that. I mean, actually, I really take that back. It does. All right. Uh, it gets really weird. So anyways, yeah, I'm from Texas. So about me, I grew up in the church in Texas. Went to the same church my entire life. My parents were super heavily involved in church. So when you have parents that are heavily involved in church, it kind of rubs off on you. So prayer is something that I've been doing since I wanted anything and I could really speak and I knew God. I'd be like, yeah, God, can I uh, go spend the night at my friend's house, please? I really want to go. And I'm like 10 or like, can I please go to this Justin Bieber concert, please, Lord? I really want that and I know you're supposed to answer my prayers, so I'm going to ask you for it. And uh, yeah, just to let you know, I did not get to go to those concerts that I prayed for. Um, but I did pray as a kid, you know, for protection over me. I had to walk to school, um, yeah, for a long time. And I had to pray for my food because no one wants to eat bad food because your stomach hurts. So I prayed. I knew how to pray. I knew the basics of prayer. But it wasn't until last September our youth team started reading Teach Me to Pray, that book that we've been talking about for like, the entire month. It's a good book, though. Love it. Um, and one of the biggest things that I have received from reading this book that the Lord has downloaded onto me or through me, he, he spoke to me through a man who wrote a long time. Anyways, what he told me <laughs> is that um, the purpose of prayer is to give God glory through his son. And the answer that you get through your prayers will also glorify God. Um, that quote on the screen says, only he who seeks God's glory will see it in the answer to his prayers. And so for me, that really changed me. Obviously, if you're a 10-year-old kid and you're praying for your parents, you know, parents to let you spend, spend the night at someone's house, you're not thinking about God getting glory in that answer doesn't really come the way you expect it because it's not actually what God was intending for you. And so growing up and maturing and wanting different things and praying, I've now had to realize that my prayer is great. It's to, for me to show God what I desire, to ask him to partner with the things that I care about. But most importantly, overall, the desires that I have and the things that I want to see in this world and in my life, prayer is to give God glory. It is a gift that Jesus Christ was able to partner with his father with and give us, which is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and empowers us to pray. 
the answers that we want in prayer will be something that you desire, but it's also something that God wants for you too. And so my encouragement for you is to know that when you're praying for things, and if you're, if you're praying, you're like sitting there and you're trying to hear God and you feel disconnected, is to look at, to take a moment and to think about the posture of your heart. And to think about, okay, am I asking God to fulfill what I've already pre-planned in my mind? Or am I asking God to do what he wants? I'm a very futuristic person. I like to think ahead. My boss is pregnant, so I'm like, okay, what are we going to do in six months? Like, I need to know what's going on. And I have this kind of plan on how I need to do things, right? But sometimes... God will part, he loves you, he cares about you, he wants to give you the things you want, but sometimes you just need to take a moment and say, okay, wait, why am I not hearing you? Is it because I want something and it, has no, it will never give you the glory or the praise? Is it something that, if, am I hindering myself from hearing you? Because God is always speaking, that is the truth. And God will always answer your prayers. And so, um, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So that's really cool, because God will give you the things that you want when you trust in him, and he'll make a way for it. My quick little testimony, I loved, when I got plugged in here, I love youth, I love hanging out with the high schoolers and middle schoolers, they're great. And when I was interning, I was so passionate about it. And I started praying to God, and I wanted him to place me somewhere in this world to be with youth and to work in youth ministry. Now, when and how that happened, it didn't matter. I didn't care. I wanted it to happen. And I knew that me being in youth, in youth ministry was a part of my purpose. It was a passion that he gave me, but it was also a part of my purpose. And he was able to fulfill a desire of my heart, and he made a way. I didn't have to. I literally, all I did was pray, and he made a way for it to happen because I trusted in him. I didn't lean on my own understanding of how I was going to get there, when I was going to get there, if it was going to be here, if it was going to be there. I, I leaned on him. I surrendered what I, decide, what I thought would be the plan for me getting there, and I allowed him to make the way. Psalms 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you desire, the desires of your heart. Prayer is not just about us. And your purpose in this world is not just about you, but it's also about him. And we have been given such an amazing gift to partner with him in what he's doing. And he will, listen, I'm not saying you can't ask for practical things like, you know, uh, maybe you want to pray to meet a celebrity. I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But if it's a part of God's plan and if it's a passion that he puts in your heart, you should listen to him and he'll give you an answer. And you have to just be okay with the answer that he gives you. So you're probably wondering, okay, well, how do I, how do I get to this point of wanting what he wants? First of all, I kind of have, I don't know if I fully trust him. I don't know if I fully want to just kind of put down my preconceived plan. Well, for, you want what he wants because he loves you and you're starting to fall in love with him. 
you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, people start to like other, you know, what the other person does, and then you start, you know, you just you vibe off of each other. And as you grow with the Lord, you start to vibe off of Him. Am I making sense? I'm using a young language vibe. You start to vibe off of Him. And so, if you're struggling with even getting to the point of vibing with God, I would encourage you to go back to the basics and say, God, how much do you love me? What do you love about me? Start with how much do you love me? If you're like, "Ah, I don't know if I believe that, say, what do you love about me? What do you love about me? Because it is just such an amazing thing to start growing in love with God. And I'm not at a pinnacle point. I'm still going, but I... Every single day, every single time I pray because I know it's going to give him, I know I want to give him glory. I start to fall in love with him every single day. I start to deepen a relationship with him. So the desires I actually have will start turning into his. And that's a good thing because there's a greater purpose in this world than me getting what I want. There's so many people in this world that need Jesus and I cannot sit around anymore and be okay with the things that I, that I want. And I want to partner with him in what he's doing. Another practical uh, step for you is um, I have some verses that I'm going to put on the screen for you guys. And these are verses that I felt the Lord speak to me and that I found that I would highly encourage you to read those verses. Find them, read them, whatever translation that translates to you. And say, God, what are you trying to say to me through these verses about my prayer life or about my life in general? What are you specifically speaking to me? Because those verses up there, they're pretty popular. I mentioned like two of them. But the way I received it and the way the Lord spoke to me on it will be different than the way he speaks to it, to you in your your private prayer time. You can't can't just pray and not have the word, and you can't just have the word without prayer. It's a a double, it's it's a joint relationship with the Lord to connect with him and to connect with God's heart. So I just encourage you just to just take a moment and in, in, in your prayer life and as you go home and in the weekend, whatever, it just, because it's not really the weekend, it's Thursday. The weekend is tomorrow, but it's my weekend. Sorry. And just uh, <laughs> to seek out the Lord's heart. Start falling in love with him again if you need to go back. It is so okay to go back to the basics. So now I am privileged to introduce my good friend and coworker and kind of boss, Ben Lepsch. Great job, Alana. Hey, give it up for Alana one more time. So again, my name is Ben. I'm Alana's kind of boss, if you didn't know that. I'm actually uh, married to her pregnant boss. So her pregnant boss is my wife. She's over there. She's amazing. Um, So my name is Ben. I work here at church. I work here at Res Life. Um, I work with the youth, with the the middle school and the high school. I help Pastor Jake run that. If you didn't know, he doesn't just do college ministry. He also does middle school and high school and college ministry. So if you think that's a lot, give it up for Jake. Seriously. (laughs) He runs this church for real. It's good. So when Jake asked me to share tonight, I was, first of all, I was honored. And second of all, I was really excited and stoked when I found out the topic was prayer. Because for me, honestly, prayer and the things I've experienced through prayer have really built and made the foundation of my life. Um, So 
I don't know uh, if this is the same for you guys. How many of you guys grew up in a Christian family like grew up going to church, okay? Yeah, so that was me. I grew up going to church. I always kind of knew about God, knew about praying, but my praying was kind of limited to like listing off a list of requests to God and then praying before meals, you know, like rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, amen, right? Anyone else like grow up learning to pray like that, right? Okay, yeah, same. So that was me growing up. Um, but when I was 17 years old, right here in this room, um, I experienced the Holy Spirit tugging on my heart, and I experienced the Holy Spirit inviting me into a life with Him, uh, in, in, inviting me into a decision um, to just walk with Him and get to know Him. I just actually am curious, how many of you in here gave your life to Jesus in this room? Raise your hand. If you gave your life to Jesus, look around. There's quite a few. Keep your hands up. Come on. That's amazing. That's worth celebrating. That's special. For real. So right here in this room, I made a decision to devote my life to getting to know God and giving everything to him. And that really um, began me on a life journey that really starts and ends with prayer. Um, and that's what we're talking about tonight. And so I wanted to share with you one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible is comes from the, the book of Luke. And it takes place with Jesus and his disciples. And his disciples have been watching him. They've been walking with him him for some time now, and they've begun to notice that there's really no one like Jesus. How many of you know there's no one like Jesus, right? Amen. So they notice that there's no one like Jesus, and that one thing that they notice that's really unique about what Jesus does is that Jesus often goes off alone into the wilderness to pray, and he often goes and does this for a long time. So he'll disappear in the middle of the night, early in the morning, and he's always coming back from praying. And so his disciples disciples come to him and say, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? Will you teach us how to pray like you pray? And Jesus says, I will. And I love how he responds. He says, when you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven. How many of you guys know the rest of it? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How many of you grew up knowing the Lord's prayer, right? That was me. And if you were like me and you grew up knowing the Lord's prayer, you can kind of miss the significance and the revelation of what Jesus said when he taught them to pray, and the first words he said was, Our Father. Because up to that point in history, no one had dared to call God their own personal, loving Father. But Jesus said, No, when you pray, if you want to pray like me, pray, our Father. And he was re revealing who it is that we're or praying to. He was defining the relationship. He was giving them a revelation. And Jesus, you know, up, like I said, up to that point, no one had ever dared to call them their own personal Father. They'd known him as Almighty God. They'd known him as Everlasting God. They knew him as the Great I Am. But Jesus said, no, I want you to know God as a Father. And he wants us to know him as a Father. Amen? Amen. Cool. Man. And guys, I just want to tell you, really what I want to tell you tonight is that the difference maker in my life, the thing that has made the most difference in my life is getting to know God as my father, specifically setting aside time every day to get to know God as my father. We could say it it's being fathered by God. I work with middle school. I like to make people repeat things. I want to say fathered by God. That's right. 
And that really is the thing that has changed and impacted my life more than anything else. And, and the place where we're fathered by God is actually in the place of prayer. Um, and, and I want to tell you a little bit about what that looks like for me, what that has looked like for me. So the first thing that being fathered by God in prayer has looked like is one, learning to hear God's voice. Right? Can you imagine having a relationship with a father that you didn't know his voice? That'd be kind of weird, right? But the first thing that God began to teach me in my life was to hear and recognize his voice. And it was in this room, the same night that I gave my life to him, that I first began to seek and listen to hear that voice. And he started speaking to my heart in a still, small voice that honestly kind of sounded like my own voice. Anyone ever been there before where you're like, this might be my own voice? But here's the difference. The voice that was speaking to me that night was a voice of truth. It's a voice of love, a voice of encouragement, a voice that lined up with what I had read in scripture instead of the voice that had been going on in my head that said I wasn't worth it, that said I wasn't good enough, and those sort of things. And his voice began to speak truth over me, and I began to receive that and hear it. And so the first part of being fathered by God for me was learning to hear and trust his voice. The second thing... Um, the second thing that being fathered by God in prayer has looked like for me is actually allowing God to root out insecurity in my life. Let me say that again. It's, the second thing has been allowing God to root out insecurity in my life. This was a huge one in my life because so much of how I lived my life, so much of what I was afraid of, so much of the sin that I was living in was actually rooted in the things that I was insecure about, in my own insecurity. But since I was 17... I began to devote myself in prayer to allowing God to point out the insecurities in my heart, to point out the hurts in my heart, to point out the lies that I was believing in my heart. And then after that, allowing him to speak the truth and allowing him to bring healing and allowing him to bring peace. And, and the crazy thing is, if I'm being honest with you guys, this process is not easy. If you've ever been there, that process is not easy, and, it's, and it can be painful to come to grips with the things that you're insecure about, the things that have hurt you the most. And I think because it's not easy and because it's painful, a lot of times we avoid it. But if we avoid it, we never become mature. We never become the person that Christ called us to be when we avoid and run from pain because maybe part of that is we don't understand that he's actually just a good, loving father who wants to help you. He's not there trying to rub your insecurity and your issues in your face. He actually wants to father you and walk through that with you. I think this is the, same, the, the very reason why we have so many uh, leaders that become these Christian leaders that end up falling or having moral failures. The really, when you, most of those cases, when you get to it, you realize that there was insecurity and fear that that person never let the Lord deal with. And so in my life, that has been a pillar of prayer is allowing God to father me, taking time every day to say, God, what is it that you want to heal? What is it that you want to speak to? And embracing that even when it's painful. Are you guys okay? Cool. Man. Come on. So 
This is what I wrote down. I wrote down, God is loving, God is good, and he wants to root up your comfortable inner world of lies to bring you into true freedom. And that's speaking to myself. Our inner world of lies can be really comfortable sometimes, but it's not true freedom. And it can be painful, but he's a father who wants to walk it through with us. And lastly, I'll just say this, that for me, uh, being fathered by God in prayer has also looked like just letting him love me, just letting God love me. Um, that has been the key for me, and, has, and he's spoken in that who I truly am. And, uh, and I'm not talking like just telling, asking God if he loves me one time. I'm talking like every single day <laughs> I need to ask God if he loves me. Uh, if any, I have some high school students that just recently graduated, dudes that I've mentored that are in here. If you ask any of them, one of the things that I'll do is I'll, I'll say, when I lead them in prayer, I'll say, ask God if he loves you. And they'll say, I already know he loves me. But there's a power in hearing the Father speak it over you. And I'll tell you what, every single day when I go and spend time in prayer, when I go and ask God, hey, God, Father, what do you want to say about me today? Every single time, the thing I hear is, Ben, I love you. You're my son, and I am so proud of you. And I'll tell you what, I never get tired of hearing that. I never get tired of hearing that. And the Father loves to speak that over us because it's in that place that we find out who we are, and we can choose to get our identity and our worth from. You know, we can choose to get our identity and our worth from so many things in the world, right? We can choose to get it from our friends. We can choose to get it from Instagram. We can choose to get it from our job status, from our degree. But I want to challenge you to choose to get your worth, to choose to get your identity from the place of being fathered by God in prayer. And so I'll just say this to end. For me, allowing God to father me in prayer has built the foundation of my life. And I can stand before you honestly and say that I am no longer an insecure person because I have allowed God to father me in prayer. I can stand before you and say I live with very little fear in my life because I have allowed God to father me. And I can say and stand before you that I can say confidently that I know who I am, that I'm a son of God who's loved, who's believed in, who's cherished because I've allowed God to father me in the secret place of prayer. Um, yeah. Amen? That's good. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, I thank you for the gift that you have given us of yourself. Father, I thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit. And that you've given us access to you. That we can come to know you. That you've, you've given us the spirit of adoption. You call us your sons and your daughters. And Lord, I pray if there's one thing that we go after in our life, if there's one thing that we pursue in our life, Lord, I pray that it would be the pursuit of knowing our sonship, of knowing our daughterhood,
the pursuit of being fathered by you, God. Because it is truly in that place of being fathered by you, in the secret place of prayer, that that's where the foundation for our life is laid. Jesus, there's no other place to be fathered by God than in the secret place, in the place of prayer. That's where you, Jesus, were fathered by God. And so, Lord, teach us that in our hearts. Teach us how to pray. I thank you for everything that Jared and Alan shared this evening. And, Lord, I pray that you would speak it to our hearts. God, that you would move us to pray. God, that you would motivate, motivate us to seek you. That wouldn't be a burden to us to set aside time to meet with our Father, but it would be something that we crave, something that we long for, and something that fills us with great joy. So, Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And all together, in Jesus' name, we said, amen.